Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tooth Doctor podcast, the show where I talk to people from around the world in different healthcare professions. I'm your host, Dr. Dylan, a general dentist based in Ontario, Canada. Joining me for today's episode is the extraordinary Dr. Diba Yan Tobian. Thank you so much for being on the show. You can go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Ah, thank you so much, Dr. Dylan, for such a sweet intro. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Diba Yom Tobian. I graduated from NYU Dental School this past May, and I am currently in residency in Brooklyn, New York. I love dentistry, and hopefully you'll learn a little bit more about me through this podcast, so listen along. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. So, Deba, why did you decide to go into dentistry? Okay, so this is like a very loaded question, and I could probably talk about it for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> but main reasons, I'll break it down to like two main reasons. First, I grew up obsessed with my pediatric dentist. Like every time going to the dentist was so much fun for me. She was so sweet and like caring, and her office was very cool. We always got prizes. So when I started speaking to my friends about the dentist, like a little later on, and I found out that like everyone's like scared of the dentist or like doesn't really like the dentist, I was very confused. Like I didn't understand that. So I kind of wanted to like be that safe place for other people to feel good about getting their mouth healthy and have a positive connotation to oral health. Um, So that's one reason. And the second reason is that you have so much power as a dentist. And like, when I say power, I mean, like, for example, somebody comes to your office, and they're in excruciating pain, you're able to treat them quickly and efficiently get them out of the pain, which if anyone has experienced dental pain, it's one of the worst pains ever. And so as a dentist, to be able to do that for someone feels really rewarding and changing lives in all all types of ways, like getting out of pain, another thing, being able to bring confidence to people in just a few appointments by either bringing the confidence that they had previously or like helping them achieve a smile that they never even imagined they could achieve is just also rewarding in another type of way so overall it's just like very rewarding field and yeah you feel good about what you're doing changing the world a little bit one tooth at a time 100 that's a good motto to have no i i can relate to the first thing you said about like dentists being scary like i never understood that as a kid like I always had a good experience going to my dentist. So like when I would talk yeah. to like other friends, they're like, oh, you're going to a dentist appointment? Like why? Like, oh, that's the worst. I'm like, why is that the worst? Like I actually I, enjoy going. I don't get what your, what your, your uh, angle is. I like, is your dentist, yeah. is she mean or is she mean to you? I don't get it. Like, so. Right. And um, it really makes a difference. Like the first few exposures children or young adults have to the dentist. Cause like that goes with you your whole life. Like my best friend, is a doctor and she she's still scared of the dentist and she like is working on like she like injects like she puts in ivs and she's like i don't get it like i can't deal with needles i'm like what like this is the same thing she's like no it's not for me 
And then like going back to like the whole getting people out of pain. Do you remember your, like your first root canal? Like, do you remember like the emergency clinic and somebody coming in with pain and like you're, you're, yeah, it really changes their life. It does. Yeah. It, it was, it was really like the first time I was able to take someone out of pain, like just to see the relief in their eyes. Like it's, it's really, really rewarding. Well, you told me that you're in emergency clinic, like right now you're on call. So like a lot of the patients just come usually in like with like pain, like tooth pain or something, or like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So on call, I'll tell you a little bit about on call. So I'm in residency at a hospital. So we have on call every few, you know, there's an on call schedule. We have it like a couple times a month. And what you do is you're basically in the hospital. And if anyone has any any emergency that has to do with the head and neck region, mm-hmm. you're first on call as a dentist. So an example of one thing that they come in for, it could be like an abscess or facial swelling, which also is with comes with pain so you would take care of something like that with an incision and drainage prescribe antibiotics um some people come in with dental pain in the emergency clinic we don't we don't do dental treatments so you're not gonna go out and start up a whole root canal yeah but you would prescribe them with medication to be able to manage the pain until let's say monday comes around and they can come in for actual dental service yeah. Another thing that we treat is like facial lacerations. Wow, so okay. if someone got sliced in their face or anywhere in that region, we um, suture them up, suture them up. Other things too, but those are like the main ones. I see. So like you you mentioned that you're doing like a GPR residency. So how is that yeah. like different than dental school? And like how long is your program? Yeah, so GPR residency stands for general practice residency. It's typically hospital-based. There's another type of residency that's like dental school-based, but um, that's not the route I chose. GPR is one year. You could do a chief chief year as your second year, but it's like personal choice. The reason why I did GPR is because to practice in New York, you have to do a GPR after dental school um, to get your license. The difference between GPR and dental school, probably a lot of differences. Like you're now the doctor and like you don't need to check like in dental school, like when you like excavate the caries, you have to like ask your attending like, oh, can you check my prep? Like here you are the doctor you check your own prep, you give your own recommendations. Um, Differences would probably be that you don't really, you're not spending time studying for exams. So you probably have more time after work in that sense, but definitely a much busier schedule in residency. You're here every single day. You have on-call, which is either during the day on a weekend until the night or night shifts Mm -hmm. which is like from 8 p.m to 8 a.m staying in the hospital so that's definitely difficult um but I like it better than dental school because I finally feel like I felt this like kind of in dental school too when I had my own patients and like things like that but here like you actually are a dentist yeah like 
other other hospital members like doctors and PAs like respect your advice and your diagnosis and all that as a colleague like it's not like you're not a student anymore you're now the dentist like go call the dentist so it's cool yeah no I feel like that was like kind of at grad like um being finally called like oh Dr. Sherman but like the like the professors who examined us and everything I'm like do they see us as like colleagues now? Like, are we like on like this? I'm not obviously on the same level. We had not as much experience as they do, but it's a nice feeling. And then once we got our results, like I had a few patients come in, like just to kind of finish up, like if they had crowns or something to be delivered. And then I guess they kind of found out that we got our results. So they started calling me like Dr. Sharma. And I'm like, what? Like, it's so weird because yeah. you called me Dylan for like a year, right? And then now, it was, but it's a, no, it's a good feeling. And that's cool that you don't have to like, oh, there's no supervisor that you have to call or anything like can you check my prep? Like at that point in dental school, I feel like near the end, you knew like, it's like, and also you had to think I should know this because in a few weeks, like there isn't going to be a, somebody like looking over my shoulder and checking. Yeah. It. So, you could always ask like the thing about yeah. residency, like if a case comes in, that's like, yeah. you feel like is beyond your scope. It's mm-hmm. not like you're on your own. Like if you need help or if you want someone to check your prep, yeah, you, you can ask to check your prep. Like some people like that. And that's cool. Um, I personally, like on some of those procedures, like, I feel like I'm like ready to like, take it on, on my own. Um, but yeah, there's always things to learn. Like there's definitely some instances that I'm like, Hey doc, like, what, what do you think about this case? Like, this is what I think. Like, do you agree? Do you have, do you have a different idea? So a lot of learning is happening here. Sure. So, like, have you ever considered specializing into something else after, like, you're doing <laughs> residency, doing general dentistry, or is there one um, that kind of sticks out to you, or? Yeah, so, very good question. All through dental school, I thought I was going to do pediatrics. Okay. Um, when I got to my third year, and when we started rotating at the oral surgery department, I was like, whoa, this is, like, so cool. I love it. When I started extracting, I was, it was just like my thing. I don't even know how to explain it. Like yeah, the, the procedure that makes me happiest and like most alive, like, I don't know how to explain it without sounding crazy, but like, I'm sure other dentists that like extracting could relate to this, mm-hmm. but yeah, for a long time now, since then, since like the third year, I've been considering oral surgery. Um, it definitely is a like big leap. Like it's a lot of years. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment or if I want to do that and like dedicate that much more time, six more years here, Mm -hmm. um, to, to oral surgery. But if I would ever specialize, it would be oral surgery. I love it. Well, I like that you said that it wasn't something that you thought of initially. That's the reason I asked the question a lot is like, a lot of people are like, I want to do this. And like, that's what I want to do. And then they find something else that they didn't expect to love, like in your case, right? Like with extractions. And it's yeah. like, wow, is that something that I want to do? Um, I, I don't know if like, I have a specialty in particular mind, because like, like going into dental school, I didn't really think of specialties, like some, some of my classmates did. But um, no, extractions are cool. Like it, um, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did, <laughs> but everybody has their thing. I, I think that's, I think it's like, you either are like, just like, okay with it. Yeah. And you're like, whatever with it, yeah. which is fine. Like you could still yeah. do it or you're so obsessed with it that you're like yeah. psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
well maybe like if you're passionate about it omfs is the way to go for yeah, you don't put a timeline definitely for very passionate about it for sure so if you could be anything besides a dentist it doesn't have to be in healthcare. like what would you be and why yeah this is a funny question if you ask me this like three four years ago i would probably say a chef a chef I love oh, yeah. To, yeah i love to cook um i like to experiment so um that's a part of like cooking that i really like and typically like what i experiment with comes out really good yeah yeah um, but if you if you ask me now like i don't know if i would be a chef like i definitely would like cook like in life mm -hmm. but probably like something maybe like a talk show host i i like to speak to people and i'm very much a people's person so i don't know something like that something where i could meet new people speak to them you should have a podcast eva like you're you're, very, you're very good at speaking <laughs> you'll be, be my first you'll be my first guest doc I will take you up on that. I will definitely will be on, on your future podcast. And I'm like, think it's going to happen now. Like it's out there. Um, what, what kind of food do you like to cook then? What? What kind of food do you like to cook? Like, what, like, um, uh, um, I don't know if I have specific types, like okay. just like, honestly, everything I'm Persian. So definitely Persian food. My mom always cooks Persian food. So that's like something that I've been growing up with, but I don't know. I, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I just keep seeing like people post like very simple recipes and I just like tweak things here and there and make it my own. And it's, it's easier than like you would think, like you just have to like get into it. For sure. For sure. Um, so what was the most challenging part of dental school for you? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> dental school was hard. NYU yeah. is definitely challenging. There's a lot of things at NYU that are just hard to deal with um I think that not just NYU I'm sure every dental school has its challenges I can only speak for my experience but I think that like the hardest part was probably being able to like manage my time a lot of things are coming at you from all directions in dental school and like there would be weeks where we would have like four tests back to back sometimes two or three in one day and like just like being able to manage your time and like figure out like how, how many hours am I going to spend on this subject and then this subject and then oh I have to go practice in lab because I have a practical coming so time management for sure and then also having a balance like still having a life still seeing your friends that would probably be the biggest challenge I think what was some of the other stuff you like to do, like to keep that balance? Did you like to go to the gym? Did you like to explore around New York? Like what kind of things did you like to do? Yeah, that that's, it's definitely important to keep a balance. I think that like, I always like reminded myself through like the time I was in dental school it, that like, it's important to still have your friends. I don't think I would have made it without my friends. Like they always supported me, friends and family. Mm -hmm. um I like to go to the gym there wasn't really so much time for that yeah. in dental school but now now I have more free time so definitely love going to the gym love going on walks just walking around the city um yeah hanging out with friends going to nice dinners I think like for the most part in dental school I would try to give myself like 
one day of the weekend to like have for myself like during finals and stuff that probably wasn't possible but like yeah I tried to do that that's cool I I actually heard that advice too like like you go through like a tough time or whatever somebody's like just take a day for yourself like pretend like obviously not during exam time there's no no days there ain't no time for that um what do you think maybe answer this before but like what did you enjoy the most in dental school maybe besides extractions (laughs) um yeah so I enjoy a lot of procedures so procedures like dental procedures are aside but I think what I enjoy the most in dental school and also like through the field of dentistry is being able to meet my patients talk to them about excuse me why they're here and what their expectations are and what their goals are just like I honestly think that like this is such an important part that I guess I kind of learned from my pediatric dentist before she would start whatever we were doing that day she would just like look at me and be like hey like what's up like how are you And it made me, I remember it all these years later. And it just like made me feel so special and like cared for in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I try to do the same, obviously, like when you have a very busy schedule, it's hard to sit and like chat for five hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like to have a relationship with my patients outside of just open your mouth. Like we're going to do a filling. Like I want to know about their life. I want them to feel comfortable in my dental chair and feel like they're in a in a position where they could trust me fully with their dental needs um, and their overall health. So the only important, important. like I, I know that's kind of intuitive, but like when you you have to put yourself in the patient's perspective. I feel like a lot of people forget that. It's like, what if you were sitting in this chair right now? How would you feel if I just like you said? just went right into it, just gave the LA, just, all right, open your mouth. Like you're going to, you're going to feel scared. And maybe that's what the stigma of being afraid of the dentist is all about. Maybe their dentist didn't see them maybe as people. I don't know, but you're right about that. And then sometimes like people may get caught up and like, and overwhelmed as doctors, like not just dentists, but like you have such a busy schedule and you have so many responsibilities that like sometimes like you may like lose track of like this is a person too like you need to like treat them with care and I've definitely seen it like I've seen people just go in and like get going with the procedure and like I personally wouldn't enjoy that type of experience Mm -hmm. so I never want my patients to feel that way either like we don't have to do any of those things today like I'm here to do what you want I'm here to obviously I'm going to give you my recommendations. I'm going to tell you, you have this cavity, you need this, you need that, but I'm here for you. I work for you. I'm, I'm not just trying to impose dentistry on anyone, you know? I think it's also interesting, like, just like finding little things about them. Like if they have a wedding coming up or if they're going somewhere on vacation and then when they go and they come back and they're like, how did you remember that? I'm like, cause I'm, I I'm, know I'm, that's I'm exactly like, I want to hear about your life and everything. Um, if you could give it some advice to yourself before you started dental school, like what would it be? Oh, before I start dental school. Okay. Um, lots of pieces of advice. Um, don't worry too much. Live in the moment. Don't always be waiting to finish this, finish that before you can enjoy or be happy. Like, I think I started dental school with the mindset like, oh, like I'm one fourth done with dental school after 
<clears throat> after my first year and then I'm like oh like seven eighths done like yeah. okay just <laughs> enjoy the moment enjoy it because once you graduate then the next step comes and there's always going to be another thing that you need to graduate from or finish or yeah. like finishing your first job or moving on so you're always going to be moving 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 and then once you get to that point you're going to be like whoa where did all that time go yeah, so yeah. I think the best advice would probably be don't don't keep waiting to find joy and happiness enjoy yourself enjoy your time you're in a place and a position that a lot of people dream to be in mm -hmm. and you should be proud of yourself obviously work hard but just be proud enjoy yourself take it easy I like what you said like yeah don't take it for granted either because you just remember yourself from maybe five years ago when you're trying to get to dental school and you just thought like okay once I get there but then like once you're in it right you don't really think about older version of you who tried to work whatever right so don't take it for granted and then obviously make every day count that's great advice um you like to post very artistic style Instagram pictures how did you know that you wanted that to be like your niche on Instagram it's so funny you asked that I honestly made my dental page just like for fun mm -hmm. and I was just like oh it's I I want to keep posting like the things that I do but like I don't know if I want it on my personal page I want this separate platform I guess I don't know if, like that's such a good word yeah. but I don't really take it too seriously I just post like what feels cool and feels relatable also like I found that like I really want my page to be like a place that feels relatable and like normal for all all the whole scope like dentists obviously and I've made very cool connections like you but also like normal people that have nothing to do with dentistry like there are some pages that are just like all dentistry which is cool for me because I like dentistry but I think on the side, like, oh, like maybe this isn't so relatable. Like I want my page to be a platform that's able to show the glamorous side of like taking care of your oral health mm -hmm. and make it cool to want to have a cool, healthy mouth. 100%. I think my favorite pages on Instagram are the ones that they maybe have dentistry or medicine or whatever it is, but it just yeah. shows them as people like we're at the yeah. end of the day, we are literally just people we have our guilty pleasures we like certain types of food we do whatever right but that's I think that's what's yeah. more interesting to me is like oh who who are they and maybe that's kind of like why I like to do this kind of podcast it's like show this other kind of side of us that's like we, most people wouldn't get from like our you know our Instagram posts or anything like that um exactly that's exactly how I feel about it because it's sometimes also intimidating maybe just to like speak to a doctor or a professional in any field as like a professional yeah. but like when you like break it down like we're all literally the same like we just chose this as our job 100 um so you talked a little bit about uh, new york city um so what are some of the favorite things you've done so far in your free time like visiting new york like is there any like spots that you would recommend like a tourist come and see like i know there's like the empire state building and like all those types of places but what's a place that you were like okay you got to sure. New York. Um, so I kind of grew up as like the city as like my playground or like backyard. So I always loved New York. It's a very cool place. Nothing ever gets really boring because there's always new things to explore and always new things going on. Um, as a tourist, 
probably if you're a tourist you should you should first take one day to see all the touristy things like Times Square and like the Empire State Building I don't remember the last time I I was at Times Square probably like 10 years ago oh wow but okay. after, after you do that then you should check out like cool local spots like go to Soho for the day, walk around, cute little restaurants, cafes are there. Um, my favorite spot in all of New York is, well, it's like kind of a, not a secret, but like, I, I don't know if it's like everybody's favorite spot, but South Street Seaport, okay. it's like the coolest place ever. It's on the water. There's like some restaurants, bars, it's just like a cool fun place to hang out in the summer um Hudson Yards is cool there are a lot of places dm me for more info <laughs> awesome. I definitely will and yeah all the listeners make sure you dm her if you're looking to travel in New York so Deepa what what are three fun facts about you there are a lot of fun facts about yeah. me Dylan <laughs> <laughs> um three fun facts okay first fun fact I play piano Okay. I started playing piano when I was six years old. So I took lessons for a long time. Um, I had a few different piano teachers, love piano. I haven't been playing as much as I did because my piano is at home with my family. But anytime I'm able to get on a piano, it's like, it's what brings me peace. Like it's something I really am passionate, passionate about and I love. What kind of music do you like to play on the piano? Like just anything or like what is your like go-to? So I I took lessons for like classical piano. So many of like the classical pieces um, love Beethoven and Bach. Okay. Um, and then my mom really enjoyed, actually my mom and dad both really enjoyed Persian piano pieces. Okay. So I grew up learning a lot of those songs and they're actually like really beautiful if you're Persian or not they're just like beautiful pieces on the piano um here and there I like did some pop things but mostly classical well, that's cool that's that's really cool that's uh yeah. what's another fun fact Second fun fact um hmm second fun fact oh yeah so I was named after the former queen of Iran which okay. is cool her name was Farah Diba so that's where I got my first name um I guess that's a fun fact right oh, that's fun that's cool <laughs> and then another fun fact I speak three languages fluently oh, I wow. speak Farsi, I speak Hebrew and I speak English and fluently. like at how at your sorry at your house like what do you guys usually speak is it like Hebrew Farsi like what do you um, guys so my parents like mostly speak English, but like they'll throw in like Farsi here and there, but like they could also speak fully Farsi and I'll understand what they're saying. Like I speak to my grandma only in Farsi. She doesn't really speak too much English. It was also like Farsi was like a language for me and like my cousins and friends, like as our like secret code language in school. Yeah. Because like, no one really understood what we were saying. So if we ever wanted to say anything, we like pulled out the Farsi. <laughs> is is there another language that you want to learn to speak or? Yeah, I I took um actually four years of Spanish 
Okay. And like, I definitely was better at it like a couple of years ago. I haven't really been practicing too much, but I definitely would want to pick it back up and get better. I think it's really important also as a dentist to be able to have that skill. A lot of people in New York are Spanish speakers. So I think I want to learn that again. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show, Diba. I had so much fun chatting with you. You can find Dr. Diba on Instagram at dr.pearlywhites, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dylan Sharma. Check out previous episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>